Welcome to the Series Pod Podcast. I'm V and I'm Andrew. Get your favorite beverage ready and join our book club. And welcome back, dear listeners, to another episode of Series Pod Podcast, where we talk about the Inder series by J.D. Robb. And we are on the second episode, third episode. We are on our third episode of book two. Of this book. That's what I meant. Uh, and the book we're talking about today is Glorindech. Mm-hmm. And so far it's been a mix of good and very underwhelming. Yeah. But to start off, as per usual, we're going to go with a summary. Andrew, take it away. So, we have a new victim. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, we see a different side to Dr. Mira and see Eve accept her feelings towards Rourke. Finally. Eve kicks Somerset's butt. Yes, yeah, she does. And she screams at Rourke some more. So, I, like, this is just a roller coaster already. Uh, we get the truth from Randall. He lied. Not really surprised by that. Um, and Eve gets an idea about how to lure the killer out. Yeah, so we're getting into the uh, juicy, juicy chapters. We're getting somewhere. About. <laughs> after the completely underwhelming last episode. And we start chapter 7 by Feeny getting into the reports from the scandal. While we read through the report, Rourke's name pops up. She's not impressed. She's angry. She's not. She's so angry. Like, he's in this investigation again. Yeah. How on earth? She's so angry that 15 minutes later, she's in his office. The thing with this is, do you remember at the start of this book, I think they were lying. He was lying in bed worried. Do you remember that bit? Mm -hmm. And he was worried that, like, murder brought them together, but murder's going to tear them apart. (gasps) So, like, this is in the middle of they're not happy. Yeah. The murder is tearing them apart. That's what I read this as. Yeah. Felt like this was a bit of a reminder from the first few chapters. Yes, it's a good thing you brought that up. I didn't think of it. Mm -hmm. So Rourke is being a petty, bitter man. As he should be. Yes, saying, well, you were quick. So he knew that his name would pop up. He just didn't tell her. From, yeah, he told her where to look, but not what she would find there. And he knew that she would find his name there. Yeah. There's a lot of problem that we have seen in the last episode uh, with Eve having pressure to clear Rourke's name even though she knows he's not the killer because there are certain procedures she has to go through and if there is a any suspicion that Rourke may be involved, she has to go... She has to investigate. Yes, yeah, she has to investigate and go out of her way to prove otherwise. Yeah. And here he knows that and he full-on plays on it. Which I am... No. But he did that in the first book. He was like, if I was going to kill this person, I would have done da-da-da-da. And like... Yes, but in the first book, he didn't know just how much pressure... Oh, was on Eve. This time, he full-on well knows, and he's being a petty, bitter man whose ego got hurt. Oh, shout out for all the ego, man. (laughs) Spice. (laughs) Her problem here now is that what the most suspicious thing that looks is the fact that he sold the casino within the 44, 48 hours of Cicely's death. Mm. But what we know is that he was so worried that Eve may run into problems with his illegal activities. Maybe not so legal things. 
that he's trying to set it straight. So she didn't have to worry about it or have this pressure on him, on her. And all he did was the opposite. I still think he's trying to do something nice. No, he's trying to do something nice, but he, at the same time, he's, you know, his ego did get hurt. He's a proud man. Mm -hmm. And even though, so he is having this inner turmoil, you know, conflict both loving and hating eve he's, he's trying to protect her but he also he's annoyed and he wants to hurt her i think so eve storms out of there and she goes to meet nadine once again there is no substance in regards to investigation there is character building but with nadine it's okay because we will see her in the future she is a repeating <laughs> Andrew's looking at me like <laughs> Come on, detail <laughs> Yeah, so we need character development for everyone, yeah? Should we get it for the cat too? Well, not well, we do get some character building for the cat as well oh, But Nadine is a reoccurring character in this book So <laughs> Andrew's not happy He's not happy <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not We don't need character building I'm good, let's this isn't Harry Potter. We don't have eight <laughs> movies to fucking come out. No, but we do have 50 books. <laughs> exactly. Slow. I don't need to know the life story in this book. Oh, right, 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 right. Like Feeny, Whitney. Whitney's wife, new edition, learnt a little bit about her. It's cool. It's being dragged out. It's been two books. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. What the hell? Yeah, no, I get it. We can skip that because once again, no substance in regards to investigation happened here. So we jump to Eve waking up screaming from a nightmare as she got a transmission to get to another crime scene. It's a female, well-dressed. She turns out to be a famous actress by the name of Yvonne. The way that the killer killed Yvonne is the same one and he did take a souvenir from here as well he took a shoe from the last one he took an umbrella this one he took a shoe maybe he's got a small wardrobe maybe you know he's trying to oh he's trying to expand his fashion sense yeah maybe he has bad taste like me yeah, perhaps perhaps i mean i can tell you something i don't have and that's an umbrella yeah i've never owned an umbrella ever in my life that's why i used to turn up to uni in a soaked hoodie <laughs> oh that makes a lot of sense Sense. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about umbrellas. Well, that's a good birthday mm, present mm, idea for me. Mm, I'm stupid. <laughs> don't tell anyone else. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't. Oh, God. Don't buy um, an umbrella. <laughs> so Eve makes the connection quite straightforward between the Towers case and this one. And then guess who the cat dragged in? CJ Moore. Yes. He's an absolute ass. Like the absolute biggest pain in the ass he could possibly be and the big question is how was he there so fast yeah he says that he has some like contacts and whatever it doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense how can you get from i don't buy it unless it's the killer who is tipping him off oh what like committing a crime and then giving him a call well yeah why him why him i thought the dean would be like the go-to um... although he, no, because he was first, wasn't he? He was first on the... On the case, yeah. So maybe the killer and, and him are in some kind of cahoots. Or the killer... Or they don't know each other, the killer and Morris. But the killer just calls him from like a public phone every time he... I, you have actually got a good point. Because I think... Oh, was it Nadine that said... Or was it Eve that said that he was like a career-hungry kind of reporter do you remember right that? yeah so, so he... morris is very career hungry 
he might have like some sort of agreement with the killer that you know if you can you can commit these murders as long as i find out first yeah because i feel like people like some reporters probably wouldn't bat an eyelid at that like if it meant that they could get their career progressed i mean morris i don't think so you know he would probably jump onto the opportunity by the way he's acting yeah he seems like a scum yeah he did tell Eve that the victim uh, and Rourke were very well acquainted. He's just getting under her skin. And it did get kind of under her skin and she did call and tell Rourke about it. And that's how chapter 7 finishes. Mm-hmm. Again, sort of a dry chapter. Just me. It's speeding up a little bit, but it is sort of... It wasn't as bad as the last episode, but it's still... Yeah, it's not there as yet. It's not as active as we know these books can be. Chapter 8 starts with Eve um, linking the two cases together. So women have run in different circles, but they were very similar in characteristics. So both strong, famous... They had like the same background, but they were from different... Well... Same world, different backgrounds. Yes. The only thing is, um, if Sicily was very organized woman, Yvonne was very messy and unorganized. Her log was all over the place. Her last meeting was at midnight, but there wasn't any any note on with who. But uh, Eve does mention that she was very nicely dressed up uh, when she found the body. Eve did sneak into what Yvonne wrote about meeting Rourke in the past. And full-on, in such denial, lied to herself that it was for investigation purposes only. We all know she just wanted to... <laughs> creep. <laughs> uh-huh. She was jealous. She wanted to know. Yeah. She's probably like, yes, this bitch is dead now. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding, she wasn't like that. Um, yeah, she's, she's curious. This thought came into my mind. But perhaps J.D. Robb was in a... Um, a writer's block. Oh, you think this was like a little bit of a get me out of this kind of thing? Yeah, so, you know, perhaps it was a bit of a writer's block and she didn't know quite how to progress. So she did all of these like character building chapters in the middle and then she just skips four days in in between yeah no i'd completely agree with that because like this character building came out of nowhere for me right and to be fair it also feels like for me at least it was just this book yes so we skip four days eve still has nothing she interviewed three dozen people and just nada that's a lot of people that's a lot of people for in four days and just no information yeah the procedure calls to go to see a psychiatrist for them to build up a psychological portrait of the killer. So to Dr. Meyer we go. Yes. I'm sorry, my cat is snoring so loud. (laughs) And all I can hear is that over you. And it is like, sorry. Yes, so we go to Dr. Myra. Myra or Mira? Which one? It doesn't matter. It's the doc. Yes, she made a psychological portrait. So the rundown goes as follows. The killer is very dangerous and Dr. Meyer was concerned that there will be more killings as the killer killed so easily and he enjoyed the grandeur of it, of the TV exposure that it brought from killing these well-established famous women. 
well, we find out Bolokhaya knew that he keeps souvenirs. So far, it's an umbrella and a shoe. Um, he's exploring other fashion trends. Dr. Meyer points out that Eve was under the risk of becoming a victim too, which shocked Eve because Eve didn't think about it before then. But she's like, she is a, she might not be, you know, an actress or a, a lawyer, but she's a powerful woman and she's in the public eye. Especially after work. Mm-hmm. Dr. Myra opens up that she cares about Eve. They sort of bond over uh, Dr. Myra opening up about her abusive past, which Eve didn't know about before. And that sort of triggers mental state that she is in now. And she in return opens up to Dr. Myra about her nightmares and flashbacks. And in the conversation, she does accept the fact that Rourke makes her happy. Yay! Progress. It only took a whole therapist <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and not even like a therapy session. Like she avoided that session as much as she could. Eve should just be in therapy. I think, just permanently. It's healthy. It is healthy. I mean, most of us need therapy. If you like. Yeah, I mean, they say like, especially young people, you should as through university, you should actually be in therapy mm. i used to go to you know those like school therapists yeah the guidance counselor and stuff like that when i was doing my gcc's i lived with a roommate who was in therapy and <laughs> and one time i don't know how it got to i was like hmm sounds interesting never thought about it before so i went to visit her the guidance counselor or the therapist i had a blast <laughs> It was such a good time. <laughs> I, d- I don't think that's supposed to be what therapy is about. I'm not sure either, but I don't know. I loved it. It was great. I talked about stuff. We laughed about other stuff. It felt good. Hey, that's not bad. If you felt that feeling good, that's good. Yeah. And then I remember there was a moment in time where my roommate and I, there were just some things. And when you live in such close proximity, things get to you. So I would have a therapy session uh, sometime after her and I'd be like, hmm, so I know she was here. (laughs) (laughs) What did she do? We were having some struggles within our cohabitation, let's say. Like we were really going through it with like teenage hormones. Were you in the same room? Yeah, yeah, we were roommates. We were in the same room. So like it's boarding school. So there was no divide between bed and bed. Lord. It's a boarding school. That's what that is. I don't care. I'd threaten to kill all my roommates. <laughs> no, but I got lucky because I only had one roommate. We went through some shit. <laughs> we came out stronger than ever. Well, that's good at least. I love her to, to pieces, but oh my goodness. It just shows friendship tests the time, you know. And you can see the wonders that therapy, therapy does. Yeah, and I would see um, sometimes people would draw something. And then the per- therapist would display that on her wall. You know, you put your name in the body. Yeah. Like, so she was here, huh? <laughs> 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 and be like, so you know what happened, right? She'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, so what did she tell you? <laughs> She's like, I can't tell you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, there would be that. Like, so what did she tell you? <laughs> did she tell you? Every couple of minutes, like, did she tell you this? <laughs> I think that would be so entertaining. Oh, it was great. And she would have cookies. So, naturally. You had very different therapy sessions to me. 
I don't have any fucking cookies. But at that point, I wasn't also very interested in actually working through my issues. I just needed someone to vent to. Oh, okay, fair. I I feel like if I went into therapy now, I would actually be interested in working through some shenanigans and actually getting better. Do you think it could actually help? If it's a good therapist, yeah. I mean, I don't think therapy works like you go into to your therapist, you talk about something for an hour and then you're all better. I think you actually need to work with yourself by yourself and then just, you know... Yeah, you, you can't just do it that one hour. That yeah, you but the therapist will give hour. you tools and feedback that you may be blind to or don't, don't know about. So, back to the story. Back in Eve's apartment, she feels lonely and sad and she was sorry that she left her kitty cat with work. She tried a, rela- a relaxing VR session, but all that led to was her thinking about work. And she needed to go and sort it out. Yeah, she got very worked up and she was like, okay, I'm gonna sort this shit out. And it was after 1am as Somerset met Eve as unhappy as ever. And they literally had a row at the staircase. He had it coming. Which, (laughs) it was the most amusing thing ever. Eve then jammed an elbow into Somerset and sped by him as he continued to run after her all red and out of breath saying, I will fire a complaint. Andrew, and then it occurred to me. I know you're reading my notes right now because I sent them to you. But Somerset is a Karen. Uh, oh, wait, I did not see that in your... <laughs> he is a Karen. He's running I'm after her, screaming, complaint. I will file a complaint. You know, call He's me the a manager. Karen. I'm so sorry to um, any Karens listening to our podcast. I don't, you know, have anything against you or your name. Fuck you, Karens. <laughs> kidding 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 i I know a very lovely karen yes i know you're having a rough time at the moment with all the karen videos going around it will pass i actually had a manager that was called the karen and she was right bitch so (laughs) not doing any favors to karens and she was the manager karen want to speak to the manager well karen you're speaking to karen that's (laughs) anyway i'm joking love karens except for you the one that i worked with i don't like you we love you, Karens. Don't be upset. But Somerset is the... Um, He's the definition of a Karen, literally. <laughs> yeah, is the 2020 definition of a Karen. And then, so that all of that pro- progresses to the room that Rourke is in. As Eve um, pushes the, the console to open the door, he is so surprised by them just screaming at each other. Well, he didn't really know that Somerset didn't like Eve. She's mentioned it once, very much like yeah. In a I don't think he understood just how much she. He probably like gathered by how Somerset and Eve interacted with each other, but it wasn't to this sort of extent. But he was taken aback by it. I mean, she said, "What was it? Put a hand on me again, you tight ass son of a bitch, and I'll deck you." And the satisfaction would be worth my badge. If she's willing to, like, say, fuck, take my job away just so I can hit you, it must be serious. And Rourke was like, Summer said, leave us alone. I think she means business. (laughs) 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 
And that's how chapter eight finishes. A better chapter. Uh, see, it's getting there. We 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 got a, a jammed elbow into Somerset. It's sad that that was the most exciting part of this chapter. <laughs> but it was totally worth it, to be fair. So. But it was something. Uh, so chapter nine starts. So this is where I get completely confused. I don't know if she psyched herself out being there and looking at him, like actually seeing him, but I thought she was there to sort their relationship out. Instead, she starts to brutally interviewing him about Yvonne. Were you also a bit confused? She got worked at, she went to doctor, they spoke, issues with Rourke. Went home, issues with Rourke. Gets there, interrogation. I was so confused. Like, I don't know what happened. She was there at 1am. She was so worked up. She was like, I'm going to sort this out with Rourke. Gets there. Beats the shit out of his butler to get to him. (laughs) And then all she does is, you know, quite rudely interrogates, full on interrogates him about Yvonne. With some raised voices and just some a lot of tension. So I don't know if she looked at him and, you know, her brain went out the window. Because he's so beautiful and Irish. But something happened. <laughs> That's the description in the book. <laughs> it's just the way you said beautiful and Irish. Yeah, and he basically asks, like, what's, what's the motive? What motive do I have? Yeah, so he's, he's kind of nervous about the whole thing. Um, which made me feel for him. Like, he's he's nervous that... Their relationship has ended. Yeah, in his attempt to, I guess, teach Eve a lesson of some sort, he has actually lost her, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, they, they talk. It's a very snippy back and forth until Eve pushes him, actually, over the edge. And he gets so mad, he flings his half-empty glass of brandy across the room. They're both not used to this kind of, <laughs> you know. You know what? Before, if I, like, hearing you say that now, I'm like, they're definitely going to fuck. Maybe. Yeah. See? See? <laughs> this kind of anger <laughs> always Maybe. leads to that. <laughs> but he told her to get out. Eventually, in the end. He told her to get out. And she did turn to go to the door surprised that she didn't stumble even though she was just absolutely distraught she didn't show that and i think with Rourke, that's kind of important because there's still that that he's used to people to women sort of going out of their way to be with him or show him some kind of interest i suppose yeah but eve's never really done that you know what i mean like she's never gone out her way yeah and I think that's important. I think the fact that she continues not to do it is important as well. So as she's walking to the door, he hits the locks on the doors from the desk while cursing himself out silently inside his head mm-hmm. for both being an ass and not actually wanting her to leave. Like they're working towards the same goal, but they're not actually doing anything to reach it. <laughs> They're doing the exact yeah. opposite. So even though he gets annoyed 
he like he does the right thing he locks yeah yeah so he's not gonna let her go without them actually talking about it like normal human beings which is completely fair like he needs answers and as i think she does too that's what she came there for no she started interrogating him <laughs> that's what she started to do but what she came there for was to talk it out to sort it out he was about to say something nicer than what he was saying before to get the conversation in the right track but Eve beat him to it and she just explodes she spills her feelings all of them and shows him that she's wearing the diamond and then he's like well it suits you and she's like oh you would know and then she breaks down crying and Rourke feels guilty and then she says I'm just tired which she is and then she said she loves him about bloody time she was crying he was like you can scream at me you can hit me I, okay i can see that it's both a good time and a bad time but still weird yeah i mean at this point she's just over the edge with emotions um and then they have sex i'm shocked <laughs> <laughs> shocking yeah every chapter seems to have sex yes but due to her physical and emotional exhaustion she falls asleep during it on the floor and Vork has to carry her to bed. I'm gonna just say this now, that there are guys <laughs> that I know that would keep going until they finish and then they would take a thousand no. I know at least three guys that would do that. Men are trash, see? <laughs> what oh, I, I, how? I don't know how it's I feel weird. about this information and what you to do with it's it. Just there. It just exists. <laughs> uh, so back to oh, the story. Dear. When she does wake up, she's in bed and she does this classic OMG, it's 10am, panic, I overslept, but it's a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, she has no concept of time. Yeah, she gets panicked that she overslept on her work day, but it's a Sunday. Rourke then lures her into some relaxing time, which just more sex, really. But after her, air quotes, rest day, <laughs> she got a couple of messages. As she's going through them, Rourke gives her compliment of being the best cop he has known and that he came across quite a few of those in his time. She then checked a message from Marina, uh, Cicely's daughter, uh, who asked to see Eve as soon as possible in Rome, as her doctor says she's not fit for travel due to her emotional state. Rourke says he will take her and Marina, hearing his voice, asks both of them to come and visit her. Uh, so they're met, I presume, Marina's place by a drone. And Eve suggests that Rourke should give, should get one of these and instead of Somerset. <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> at this point, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I'm excited to see? I'm excited to read about... What really keeps Rourke and Somerset together? Yeah. If there's character development, I want to know Somerset's. Yeah. I suppose Somerset is a really good butler. But does he and Rourke share some kind of information that really binds them together? Do you, th oh, do you think it's like a secret or something? Maybe. But I don't know. See, that's what I want to find out. I feel like Somerset's trying to guide him on the right... Like, from a young age, trying to guide him on the right kind of, like... Not the right path, because obviously he does things that are not legal, Yeah, I was just about to say. More like how to get wealth and always being there as someone for him. Maybe. See, maybe. I don't know. But I want to find out. Definitely. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Randall told Marina about the casino scandal. And then Marina and him decided that they would call Eve and tell her the truth. And the truth is that Cicely called Randall on the night of her death, which is, oh, the Beazle not saying anything before. I'm mad. He lied. You're mad? Yeah, he lied that he didn't hear, that he didn't speak to, to each other. I mean, he was kind of defensive when she asked. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think that's all you need to say. <laughs> so, Eve then asks Wilder why there was no record of it. And he says that she called him from a public phone. Angry and agitated. So she asked if the scandal was true. They argued. So from this we get that she went to deal with someone who told her about the scandal. And she did tell Randall that she's going to fix it for her daughter's sake. So now we know what the killer knew to lure her out. Yeah, it wasn't like... And we also knew that the killer wasn't pretending to be a CI or anything. It was someone that was trying to blackmail her. Yes, so it was someone who blackmailed her and someone who knew about the scandal. Yeah. And I think only two people knew about that, no? So it was Randall and... Hello? Well, Randall, Rourke... Oh, true. I forgot that Presumably everyone... Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair point, yeah. Just trying to narrow down. So there's quite a few people, I suppose. Rourke and Eve, after they have the conversation with um, Randall and Marina... On the way back on the plane, Rourke and Eve do their thing that they do when they talk through the case back and forth with the scenarios of what may have happened. Yeah. Eve tells Rourke what Dr. Myra told her about the killer, about the um, psychological portrait. And he says the same thing as Dr. Myra, that Eve is the perfect target. So then Eve plans to do exactly what everyone is worried about and she wants to get Nadine to get her a lot of press time to lure the killer to her. She's painting a target on her back really. She's like come at me please. Exactly and she asks uh, Rourke if he got any affairs that they can attend. I'm just shocked that he agreed to it. You know what I mean? Like, he's so protective. Yeah, but I suppose he knows who he's dealing with. And when it comes to investigation, I think he'd rather be there with her when she's trying to paint a very red bull's eyes on her. (laughs) Rather than... killer to come in. Yeah. Let her... Yeah. Then her go at herself kind of thing. Mm, Fair point, yeah. No, that's fair. I could see that. That is the end of chapter 9 and the end of today's episode. See, we're getting there, right? We're getting to the excitement. We are. I have read a bit further and I can tell you that chapter 10, ooh, it's a juicy one. It's juicy. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. It gets better <laughs> after this and we actually get to the fast pace what we're used to in these books yeah because we need that i think (laughs) 
There you go. We need to go back to it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This episode is available at Series Pod on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. And for those of you who like the creme de la creme of audio platforms rather than the mainstream ones, we're also available on Podcast Addict and on our website. Link to which you can find on our Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, for updates and fun content, you can follow us there. And if you have a personal favorite audio platform we are currently not on, Please do tell us and we will do our best to get us on there. And before we go, a very special thank you to our Patreons for supporting us. If you want to support us too, you can go to patreon.com forward slash series pod. And in return, we post the podcast there early as well as include some fan outtakes. And we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Bye. Bye.